When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. And he was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. Luke 9, verses 23 and 24. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Legion of Michael podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for being out there in the audience. Thank you for sharing this and for the the notes and the messages that you send saying that you appreciate it and so on and so forth. I appreciate that. If you're following along chronologically and if you've been here week to week to week and you wait for each new episode to come out on Monday morning, you will know that uh, last week... I wasn't here. I did have a new episode because we spent, uh, Jared and I, Jared obviously is my son, if you don't know. Uh, if you're not listening to me on the other channel, that's fine. But uh, we had a weekend-long training camp here in Wyoming. We had people come in. We started basically Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon. We had people come in, and everybody stayed until Sunday uh, it was a busy, busy, busy week for us. I had to make sure that we had everything ready. And quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, uh, preparation for training, conducting training, it takes a little bit out of me. So 
By the time we were finished Sunday evening, I was spent. But, uh, and that, that's, my, that's my reason. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. But that's all right. Uh, we are obviously in a on-demand format. So you can go back and listen to episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, all the way till now. Oh, my brothers, my brothers and my sisters. Every week, almost every day, I'm in confronted by people who want to quote the Bible to you, or they want to quote scripture to you. People who uh, they show up out of wherever whether it's on socialist media or people. Recently, I was, uh, someone shared a, an op-ed piece with me that was published in a newspaper. It was actually a photograph of a newspaper. Now, for you kids in the audience, a newspaper is something that they create out of, well, dead tree. You chop down trees, and then you turn those trees into this object called paper. And then you apply ink that gives it color, you apply the ink to the paper and you print it and you sell it to people and there are words on there and they read them. I know a lot of you kids out in the audience are, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. I don't know what he's saying. Uh, but <laughs> it was actually a photocopy. It was a photograph of a newspaper article and a person who claimed to be a pastor Uh, wrote an op-ed piece about how, as a Christian, it is your duty to submit to the state and to submit to the whims and the wills of the state and how could any person who claims to be a Christian not just blindly go along with the practices of the state. Of course, we're talking about the, the faux or the fake vaccination, the shot that's not actually a vaccination. Those of us who speak English and understand the English language and who've been around for a while understand that that this magic jab that they want us all to take has nothing to do with being safe or healthy and has everything to do with submission. But a person who claimed to be a Christian pastor, he went and he cherry-picked a bunch of verses out of the Bible. He cherry-picked a bunch of verses out of the Bible, and then he said, see, look at that. Look what I've done. You have to first submit to the state because if you don't do that, then you don't love your neighbor. Wow. There you go. There you go. Thanks a lot there, Mr. False Prophet. Yes, a cherry-picked the uh <laughs> through the bible and it's like love your neighbor as yourself and and if you don't if you're not willing to go out and get an untested mystery vaccine that may or may not cause permanent damage to you then you don't love your neighbor really really what's the first commandment commandment number 1 something about there's only one god Yahweh, our father, that's it. Not Joe Biden, not your governor, not your mayor. They are not your God. But I digress. It occurred to me this week, I came up with a name for these people. These folks who, 
Well, they they're just Christian enough, or they they're just enough. They're just invested enough that they want to tell us what we should do. Our world is filled with Christian browsers. Now, uh, when I say the word browser, I have to go back to you Gen Z millennial kids, you kids, and and remind you of the definition of the word browser. Now, long before there was an internet and Google and search engines, you know, you know that's what uh, it's a it's a internet browser. That's you know, a browser was a person who would go into a store. And the clerk would come up and they'd say, hey, can I, can I help you find something? Is there something you're looking for? And they say, no, no, I'm, I'm just browsing. What is browsing in the traditional sense? Well, in the traditional sense, a browser, a person who browses in a store, what have you, they're not committed. They're not making a commitment. They're not committing their money yet. They just want to kind of shop around. They want to look, you know, they want to poke around and see what's what. Maybe they'll buy today. Maybe they won't buy today. They're not, they're not ready to, to full-on commit, right? Used car salesmen hate these people. <laughs> and they train used car sales, salesmen to defeat these people. When people walk onto a car lot and they say, no, no, I'm just looking. That's when the... Uh, that's when the used used car salesman. That's when his techniques all kick in. He's like, "Ha yes, I'm going to convince you to buy this car." What are Christian browsers, or who are Christian browsers? People who read just enough to pretend, or they want to lecture the faithful about how they should behave. A Christian browser, like, oh, I, I, I decided I'm going to be a Christian. Okay, good, awesome, welcome. We're glad you're here. Well, now that I'm here, I'm going to tell you guys how you should live your lives. Excuse me? Squeeze me? Yep. Yep. Now that I'm here, now that I've showed up, I've showed up in your church, I've showed up in your community, and I've decided I'm a Christian because I read two verses or someone read me a verse and I'm like, all right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to your church, your community, and I'm going to tell you what to do, how to live. I'm going to tell you what that Bible means and I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to do. Oh, imagine you military veterans in the audience. And if you're not, just just go with me here. Imagine a brand new PFC just pinned on his first stripe. He went through basic training. He went through boot camp. He went through his, his basic infantry school, you know. Then he shows up at a brand new unit. He's with his new unit, his new company, his new battalion. And he decides immediately to start telling the veterans in command what they should do and how the unit should be run. Would would you, how, how many of you guys out there who, who reached the rank of staff NCO or, or just an NCO, corporal sergeant, whatever, a new brand new PFC shows up and he's like, hey, I'm glad to be here. And now that I'm here, let me point out all the things that you guys are doing wrong. <laughs> you say that's ludicrous. That is ludicrous. There's no way that a staff sergeant would would take the advice of a brand new PFC just because he's in the unit and he's like, here I am. I'm here and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what should be going on. No. How about your social media so-called Christians? Your so-called social media Christians who post thoughtless comments such as, 
You cannot be a Christian and hate homosexuals. You cannot be a Christian and hate people of other races. You cannot be a Christian and blah, 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 blah. Right? All right. Uh, congratulations there, uh, so-called Christian, Christian browser on the social media. Congratulations on your stupidity. What does that even mean? I'm sure many of you, if you have spent any time on the socialist media, have encountered things like that. Someone climbs up on their on their little high horse and they decide. And the truth is, when I see these things, I don't believe that they're coming from actual Christians anyway. I believe that they're coming from leftists who have found a verse in the Bible. And they're like, aha, look what I found. I found a verse in the Bible and, and I'm going to quote that back to you. And that, that proves my argument. Mm, you guys remember when Satan quoted Psalms to Christ during his temptation? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Memorizing a verse in the Bible and regurgitating it back to me is not proof that I should listen to you. And it's certainly not proof that you're a Christian or a follower of our God. I'm pretty feel pretty certain that we can go ahead and throw Satan into the uh, into the category of not a follower of Christ, and yet he was able to quote the Psalms to Christ. Just because you can quote a verse to me doesn't mean I have to agree with you. But let's uh, let's examine that for a second. Let's go ahead and take a second and talk about the, these Christian browsers. The ones who, they browse the Bible just enough that now they think that they can tell you how to live. You're, you're living wrong, and you're acting wrong, and you're behaving wrong, or you have to endorse my sin. So what, is, what does that even mean when someone says, uh, well, you can't be a Christian and hate homosexuals and hate people of other colors or hate blah, 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 whatever. Well, what is hate? What do they mean by hate? What they mean, and what you and I should understand, is what these people mean when they say, quote, hate. They say, if you do not agree with and endorse my sinful behavior, then you de facto hate me. And hating is a sin. That's when you say, oh, hating is a sin? Yep, hating is a sin. Okay, which of the Ten Commandments says thou shalt not hate? And you're not even allowed to use the word. Pretty soon, hate's going to become one of those words that that the left decides we can't use. We're not allowed to say it. Well, unless it unless it's Trump voters and conservatives and, and, and Christian Republicans, then you can hate them. Uh, if you do not agree with and endorse my sinful behavior, then you hate me. Mm, let's go ahead and go back to the good book and see what it says about hate. 
Now, you'd think if the word hate was sinful in and of itself, if it was a bad word, if it was the the H word, right, then it wouldn't be in the Bible, and it certainly wouldn't be endorsed or used. In the book of Amos, and this one you say, Amos, that's a book? Yep, sure is. Hate evil, love good, and establish justice in the gate. Perhaps the Lord God of hosts may be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. Amos uh, chapter 5, verse 15. You're like, wow. So there, he's advising you to hate evil and love good and to establish justice. Hmm. Well, you say, all right, well, that's just one. You don't have another one, do you? Ah, oh, remember our boy David? King David, that guy who who God said of David, here is a man after our own heart. Pretty strong endorsement. I don't think you could get quite as strong of an endorsement from God. He says, consider David my servant. Here is a man after our own heart. Hmm. And in the Psalms, the book of Psalms, or the, yeah, in the book of Psalms says, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, has anointed thee with oil of joy above thy fellows. Psalm 45, 7. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Hmm. Go back to Amos. Hate evil and love good. So when these Christian browsers approach you and they say things like, or you you can't you can't hate homosexuals or you can't hate people and what they mean when they say you can't hate people of other races, what they're saying is you should allow illegal invaders, anyone who just wants to burst into your country like locusts and take it over, you should endorse that. You should be down with that. You should just let people run rampant over your cities. Hmm, no. You see, going back to the old adage, and I know you guys are probably tired of hearing it, but we're going to go ahead and say it anyway. Hate the sin, love the sinner. We are raised to hate the sin and love the sinner. The sinner is someone who should repent. We've talked about this previously. When Christ forgave sins, he didn't say, go forward and just keep on sinning. (laughs) He said, go forth and sin no more. So if we're talking about sin, the sin of homosexuality, or the sin of covetousness, or, you know, whatever sins we're talking about, of adulterousness, uh, of lying, stealing, cheating, you know, the tax collectors lied and stole and cheated from the people. Christ didn't say, I forgive your sins now. Just go on and keep on doing what you're doing, man. Because if, 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 I, if I don't endorse that, then I must hate you. And, the, and hating is a sin. No, he said, go forward and sin no more. The people that he forgave and he cleansed and he healed, he said, your faith has healed you. People who say, oh, you can't hate burp, burp, burp because it, and be a Christian. Says who? who? No, we are commanded to hate evil, 
to hate wickedness, to despise evil, despise wickedness. We should not endorse wickedness. And when we say hate, you're like, wow, that's a really strong word, Paul. I don't know about that. You know, the church that I was raised in, the H word is a bad word, and we never say hate. Really? So I guess Amos was wrong. I guess David was wrong. The prophets were wrong. Solomon was wrong. But you're right. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like that's the PFC showing up at the new unit saying, all right, I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to tell you guys how it's going to work now. Mm. Come back to me after you've been involved, if you uh, got 20 years under your belt, then maybe we'll take your advice. You see, hate is a strong word. It's a deliberate word. It's a purposeful word. The word hate is used in the book of Amos and Psalms and many others. I don't need to quote the entire Bible to you because it doesn't say ignore evil and love good and establish justice. It doesn't say thou hast loved righteousness and been indifferent towards wickedness. No. But what do we do? What do Christian browsers want us to do? Christian browsers will say, well, whatever makes you feel good. What? What do you mean, whatever makes you feel good? Well, if being a homosexual makes someone feel good and feel right, then that's what they should do. First of all, that's baby town frolic. That's childish behavior. That's like asking a three-year-old, asking the three-year-old what they want to eat for dinner. The three-year-old's going to say, cookies, because I like cookies. But we have to be the adults and say, no, cookies don't have nutritional value. We need to tell the child what they're going to eat. This do whatever makes you feel good is the, the, it's the road to hell. No, that's not how responsible, mature adults are supposed to behave. Because sometimes what makes you feel good is wrong, is bad, is destructive. Heroin makes you feel really good. But you know what? I wouldn't endorse that practice. Well, why not? It makes you feel good in the moment but you're going to pay for that. This nonsensical garbage about, well, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. That's another one. In addition to the render unto Caesar, that is another one that Christian browsers and that, you know, basically the disciples of Satan who are hiding amongst us as false prophets, they like to throw that in our faces. Oh, you Christians, it says in your book, judge not lest ye be judged. So what does that mean? So when I encounter sin and sinful behavior, I'm supposed to turn the other cheek. I'm supposed to turn away. I'm supposed to pretend that it doesn't exist. I'm supposed to sit quietly by and allow sinful behavior to go on right there in my face or in my church, or in my community. You see, I'm, because 
the disciple of Satan disguised as a prophet, the disciple of Satan disguised as a pastor uh, in an op-ed article in the newspaper, one of these Christian browsers, they're not really committed. They're just kind of, you know, checking it out, looking around. A Christian browser discovered the verse, judge not lest ye be judged. And so they throw that in our faces and say, aha, see, you can't judge them. Oh, contraire, mon frere. You see, when the word hate, hate evil, it doesn't say look the other way. It doesn't say ignore. It doesn't say tolerate. I wrote a little book called The Intolerant Christian. You might want to pick it up. It's available on Amazon. It doesn't say tolerate evil and love good in psalms it does not say thou hast loved righteousness and been indifferent towards wickedness ladies and gentlemen you cannot be indifferent toward wickedness you cannot tolerate sin that's what the christian browsers want you to do and that's how sin and wickedness and evil grow in our churches, in our communities, in our country. Wickedness and sin has grown in our country and festered, and it infects every aspect of our daily lives because we have done what as Christians? Rather than hate evil, we've turned a blind eye to it. Rather than hate wickedness, We've decided, well, if that's how they want to live, then then that's, you know, judge not, lest ye be judged. No, you can and you do have the authority as a Christian from your God to hate wickedness, to hate evil. Those words are there on purpose. They are very deliberate. You say, well, hate's a really strong word. Yeah, when it comes to sin, When it comes to the violation of our compact with our God, that's the Ten Commandments, you should hate that. You should have strong negative feelings toward wickedness. Anyone who tells you that the word hate is wrong or the word hate is bad, and Christians don't use the word hate, they're a Christian browser. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to trick you into being silent. They're trying to trick you into endorsing, and if not endorsing, at least being indifferent toward sinful behavior. Don't fall for it. Don't buy it. Every single day, the Christian browsers, those who haven't committed, but they just You know, they just looked in, they just found enough. They found a few phrases. They found a few passages in the Bible, and they're going to throw those at you to get you to shut up, to be silent. No. No, we're not commanded to be silent. We're not commanded to be silent. Going back to the first verse, and he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, 
He is the one who will save it. Beware of the Christian browser. The Christian browser is there to lead you astray. They're there to make you question your faith. They're there to endorse sin and apologize for it. Nowhere in our Bible, nowhere in our instructions does it say, apologize for sin. Endorse sin. Ignore it. Just let it happen. No, it's exactly the opposite. Love good and hate evil. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated wickedness. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of words of motivation. Warrior's prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies, even Christian browsers and false prophets. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil. That's right, the wisdom to recognize the false prophets, the Christian browsers. The courage to confront it, to stand up and say no. And the strength to destroy evil. In Jesus' name, I pray this, and I pray for you all. Amen. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.